Hi everyone, welcome to Bucks UK TV. It's episode 114. I'm joined with Wayne, Alex and Mariana. Hello everybody. Hello. Hello. Hey. We'll try and make it as least painful as possible, but we do need to go work out what was going on. Alex, let's start with you. Give me your overall take uh, against the 49ers. Quite literally a game of two halves for me. First half, um, I, I didn't think we were very good at all. And then second half, I mean, yeah, we conceded 14 points in the third quarter, but I thought as a team overall, we looked much, much better. Um, there were some individual performances, which yeah, we'll, I'm sure we'll come on to, to later. But um, it, I think a lot of us expected us to really sort of cave to the 49, particularly as how strong as how strong a team they are. And then to only going at half time six points down, um, I think, I think if you offer that to most of us before the game started, we were taking it. So uh, quite a mixed bag, this one. So Wayne, as Alex says, potentially a game of two halves. I mean, do, did it, did the game live up to your expectations? What were you expecting and how did it pan out? Um, I'll be honest, it was closer than I expected. We, we seemed to play either out of our skins or absolutely abysmally. Mm. Um, I do think as... As um, Alex said, it was a game of two halves. We played, I thought we played reasonably well in the first half to go in um, only six points down. But then in the second half, I think I'm guessing the defence got tired and they just started to take take advantage of us. Um, yeah, that was it really. But they, they seemed to have all the space they wanted and could move the ball at will. Most of the yeah. second half. So so, Mariana, you said before we started recording, you said you're feeling a bit flat. Um, do you think the Buccaneers are feeling just as flat right now? Yeah, I think um, we pre-game we probably would have all expected to to lose that. Um, and and once again, it's the hope that's uh, that's basically killed me, not the not the actual <laughs> loss, um, because we we did stay in it yeah. um, for, for quite a large portion of it, but then we just. Once again, just couldn't couldn't convert it into into a more challenging win, and I think also we've we've come out of there with a couple of injuries as well, which is is never good either. So I think the the team probably is is probably feeling I would guess the same way a little bit flat after that. Had our chances that it, had we taken them, we it it might have actually been a different result. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's start. Let's mix things up. Let's start with the defense. Because um, I think, for me personally, that was where the greatest variability, I think, uh, Alex, and you started to talk about yeah, a game of two halves. Kind of what, I mean, obviously, let's start with the highlights on defence and, and, you know, what you think worked. Might be a short conversation. <laughs> um, what I think worked. Um, you know, I... I don't know if a lot worked. And the reason why I say that is because McCaffrey got... Yeah, I know you want to be talked positively, but I'm struggling to talk positively because all I'm remembering from this game is McCaffrey, he's almost like a cheat code as far as I'm concerned. You know, he only got 78 yards, but he was still finding those gaps through the defensive line. Secondary, I don't even know where to begin. We want to talk about secondary right now, to warn you. Um, okay, let's then... go with what didn't work. Let's start with what didn't work. Keep going. And... <laughs> I'm gonna have to because uh, all, all I'm thinking, of, all I'm thinking about is all those negatives that I saw on defense. You know, there was all this 
um, there was this soft coverage gang. There was all these underneath passes, which means they were get, they were going uh, between the linebackers and 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 the defensive backs. Um, we had uh, Jamal Dean, who I don't know what he was doing for that touchdown. Uh, I know he picked up an injury, but uh, he made himself look like a right ball on that one. Um, I mean, you want positive Vita Vea again? You know, you, can't, you don't have a bad word to say about the guy. You know, he was penetrating up front, making it difficult. Um, I mean, but you know, when, when you get a quarterback who's, who I, I believe he got a perfect passer rating. Yeah, it's annoying. I mean, it, it it is. It, it's hard to say what worked well on defense. Only when four incompletions all day long. Yeah. Uh, it, it, hopefully, Marianne or Wayne might be able to be a bit more positive than I am because okay. defense, because I just think they're very good. I really didn't. Okay, well, I'm going to go to Wayne and I'm going to be very, very specific because I want a very specific answer. Tell me about Yaya. Tell you, oh, well, he got out one sack of the game, didn't he? <laughs> two. Two sacks. <laughs> two sacks. Um, that's it, really. <laughs> um, Two sacks, 16 yards, three tackles for a loss, two QB hits, I think that is, four solo tackles. I think, for me, he was a bright spot. Yeah, there there were a couple of bright spots, and I think, yeah, you're right, he's one of them. But the bright spots this week were few and far between. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to say Antoine Winfield, Mariana. I thought he did well. I was actually with you on, on Yaya. Um, he he was the standout for me. Um, and he has been, he was last week, I think, as well. Um, since since he's kind of come into the the starting lineup, yeah, yeah has done superbly well. Um, he's just got uh, a pace that gets him through the line and and to the quarterback. I think we're we're seeing things out of him that I would have expected to see maybe out of uh, out of Kansi or something. Mm-hmm. I think Yaya is really standing out. Um. I'm kind of with uh, Alex and, and Wayne on, on the other thing. I, I didn't really, I don't recall seeing much out of Winfield. Um, again, our secondary was just standing off. They had some like huge completions deep. It was, it was the same old, same old, unfortunately. Oh, you guys, it's like the three witches of Eastwick. <laughs> We held Ed, we held I was saying, we almost said Ed McCaffrey. We didn't hold Ed McCaffrey at all. We held Christian McCaffrey uh to sub four yards of carry and five yards of catch. I think that's a good day at the office. You you know, you've got a team which is I can't remember what their what their rating was before. They are uh, five and three, six and three, you know, twenty seven points. I don't think they've scored sub thirty for a few weeks. So I'm just putting it out there. I think it could have been a lot, lot worse. And I think, I think some again, of the, the defense we, we stayed in it, right? The defense did just enough to keep us it, in it. They they stopped a few drives, but it, you know, McCaffrey only needs the one chance to get through and and sort to you. And unfortunately, just holding them to thirty points when, and we'll come on to it in a bit. Our offense is not normally scoring much more than twenty. Is is <laughs> not going to be enough and we we just got beaten by a better by a better side i think brock purdy really you know saw our weaknesses and and picked us apart unfortunately i think it goes back to something that i think has been a story of our season as well we've been out coached over and over and over 
you know, yes, we, you know, yes, okay, we're four and six. We've got four wins. Yeah, brilliant, amazing, and, and we've done well in those games. But you know, it, ultimately, when we come up against these big teams, these Super Bowl caliber teams, we are just getting outcoached every single time. It's the same story every time we come against them. So it's already well being good. Examples, and, Alex, for those that maybe um, that didn't watch the game because they were too scared. Give, give us some examples of yeah, but what, what for what for me what stood out as, as the sort of the coaching deficit. I mean, I think a big thing for me, I think in terms of that coaching deficit, a big big thing is just is those it's me it's those play calls. It's got to be those play calls. You know, you, I I look at the the offense versus defense. I'm going to quickly, if I may, to um our offense against okay. Uh, well, we'll, uh, we'll move to the offense. We'll, do, and, uh, we'll move to talk about the offense. Go on. Keep going. Yeah, I'm not going. I'm not going into detail, but it's just to give you no. the example here. So, when we were calling plays, particularly when San Francisco were on defense, they had our number every time. They were they were ready. They had clearly watched the tape. The coaches had clearly done their homework, done everything they could. You know, Fred Warner. I'm sure, we'll talk about him more later as well. He was all over the shop. He they. Clearly, I coached him well for you know numerous seasons, and they were just so much better in terms of the way they were, in terms of how they were ready, how how they were prepared. I really thought we saw we know how good Shanghai is a head coach, and I and I generally think we we saw that. You know, we got Todd Bowles, who's there to lead our team as a head coach. I've said many times he's not a head coach. He's a fantastic defensive coordinator as a head coach. It's not quite working. I think we can see in terms of how the team is set up, in terms of how the plays are called, and those are the big differences. And that's what that's the difference between a winning team and a losing team. Yeah, I mean, just for parity, I think the 49ers had some shocking clock management at, at various points in the game. I mean, you know, they, they, towards the end, they weren't calling timeouts when they probably should have done, um, you know, in the first half rather. And you know, they they could have easily had more more turnovers. They could have had more, certainly more interceptions. We'll, we'll stick with that on the yeah. So I, I think they had missed opportunities as well. But Wayne, um, Alex has taken us on to the offensive side of the ball. Um, again, we've been screaming out loud to yeah, get the tight ends the ball, throw it to Godwin and Evans, and we did all of that, didn't we? Uh, we certainly got through it to the to the tight ends. Um, I think it was Otten now leading receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Don't think we threw it to Evans and Godwin nearly enough. Um, although is that due to well certainly with Mike the the number of drops he's had recently perhaps says the the confidence is is beginning to wane there a little bit. Um, I also felt that you know there there were a lot of tip passes um, in this game uh, more than is normal I I think because um, I did ask on the forum is Baker short and average because um, you can all remember Doug Flutie and the, the ball was coming out like a Polaris missile because he, well, he couldn't see over the line. I, I think he's pretty good but let's have a look how tall is and he? As a, as, a, as a quarterback yeah he is he, I, I think he, he is a shorter quarterback yeah but, six but foot one there's nothing wrong with being six foot one if I wear <laughs> platforms I'm six foot one I'd love to be six foot one <laughs> <laughs> I stand on a ladder I'd Mike love to weigh 215 pounds. That's a different discussion for a different day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, I don't think we threw enough to, for the, we we seem to try the deep ball more um, to keep it exciting, but it was never, never seemed to be to, 
was it what one one deep pass to Mike and maybe yeah I mean the stat line's a bit unfair Mike Evans is just twelve targets five catches a lot of those I I think probably weren't let's say tip passes and gen- not genuine yeah, yeah they, they were um, one thing we were talking about Wayne I think on the forum was the referees um, it's an it's an easy get out to say the refs had it in for us however <laughs> Wayne I think we both agree the refs had it in for us didn't they I think so. Um, <laughs> there are lots of calls that seem to be called. But if the 49ers, um, if it was against us, we got called. If it was against the 49ers, it tended not to get called. The defensive pass interferences. Um, it's been the story for a number of weeks, though. Um, pro- probably even probably longer than that, if you think about it. <laughs> um, we, we are not one of the A-list teams, uh, unfortunately. So we don't tend to get to get the calls that way. Uh, I guess you have to have when you have Brady at quarterback, you're used to all the calls and the schedule and everything going your way. Yeah, Ariana, yes. um, we Alex talked about coaching and coachability. Now let's talk about the run game a little bit because obviously we stuck with it probably as long as we feasibly could have score wise. It felt like the play selection was a bit different to normal. Yeah, there did seem to be a couple more sort of bouncing to the outside. Um, I think they had uh, Tompkins run out the backfield once. Mm. I, I think we are mixing it up a bit more. I think we did last week, and I think we carried it on into this week. Um, the run game just just still isn't quite working. I think it's it's partly to do with the blocking, partly to do with the way Rashad White doesn't seem to find the gaps when they are there. When you watch a McCaffrey or, you know, for my sins, if if I'm having to watch a, a Giants game later, <laughs> you know, or, or earlier, whichever it, it works out. Um, you know, I'm I'm seeing Barkley and I'm seeing, you know, how a, a good running back can can find the gap and run a sort of patient way into a gap. And I, I don't see that with White, which seems a shame because he did seem to come on last year. This year he's just been a bit ineffective. Um but I'm not seeing really Edmonds or or Sean Vaughan or anyone else pick up the mantle and and sort of take over. So we we are where we are with having to lead with Rashad White, I think, still and continue with it. I mean, he did get a touchdown. Can't can't argue that. Um, it it just the run game just doesn't seem to to be clicking. Um, and and so the hopefully... game's an interesting one. Sorry, sorry, no, no, sorry. Do want to quickly come in on that? Because the run game is an interesting one. You were saying about it not quite clicking. And there was um, uh, there was a stat that came up on, on the coverage last night where I don't think our run game in the last uh, sort of seven or eight seasons has been higher than something like 24th in the league. So, you know, it, it that raises a lot of questions there. We've had uh, different running backs uh, over, over seven or eight seasons. It's not worked, you know. So, what what's the issue? Is that that we're we're not creating gaps on O line? Is that going back to coaching? Is it we have players? Is it's a it's a weird one. I don't I don't I think none of us will know what the answer is. And I think the fact it's been going on for seven or eight seasons. Yeah. I, I think I, it's I think systemic, right. and I think it's related to Jason Light, who's who ultimately is getting the bodies in in the building. Um, you know, since we had Doug Martin, we haven't had a big budget back. He's been spending his money elsewhere. I think the linemen, um, the linemen that are being chosen are pass blocking linemen. You can see the 
that's day and night in terms of pass blocking versus run blocking. Although, mm. dare I say, towards the end of the game, once we lost Worfs and Mariana, you mentioned injuries. Once we lost Worfs, that was really worrying because that line fell apart very, very quickly. Mm. But I think pass blocking this year has been one of the highlights. So I would suggest I'm, I'm not an expert like you say, Alex. Um, you know, we don't really know, but I, I think it's they've prioritised pass blocking. You know, you know, the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey, they destroyed us. They had 115 yards rushing, 333 passing. So you're getting three times your yardage in the air than you are mm -hmm. on the ground in the modern NFL. So I think you're better off putting your money in the pass bucket if you get if, if you have to do one. Obviously, they're both nice to have. If you don't have a, a run game, then you see what we, we do see when we start to get behind is they just go after the quarterback because they know that's what we're going to be doing. Um, you, you, that's why, yeah, that's why everyone sort of says, "Oh, yeah, we're running up the gut, and we should just abandon it and pass because that's what's working." But the only reason it's working is because they still have to respect the run. Um, a really good point, you, I think. Yeah. As soon as you take that away, then they can just pin their ears back and go after the quarterback. I think also we have to remember the defence we were playing against as well and not not put it all on our offence. Um, they had a, a player go out and they had a young rookie, that Jair Brown, come in and he made the two crucial stops. He had the one that bounced off his helmet, which probably, I don't know, that's one of the ones that I would have lent for, for a pass interference call because he didn't seem to turn his head around. It just bounced off the top of his head. And normally if, if, the defender doesn't turn their head on a play, you know, going into the end zone. That's a, that's an interference call almost every time. So I was a bit surprised to see a ball bounce off the top of his head and, and Mike Evans not, you know, not see a flag afterwards. But hey-ho. Um, but that guy did come in and make a couple of decent stops. They've also got Nick Bosa and they picked up Chase Young as well. I mean, you're talking like big-name defenders in there. So... Fred we Warner, can't be all on the, our uh, own. The commentators were pretty much proposing to Fred Warner at one point, it felt like. <laughs> I mean, he, he was, Fred Warner was sublime. Um, but I've, I've been quite negative about this pod. So can I, can I take a moment to be positive while we're talking about your offence as well? Go so on, I can man. try and change my tone. Because um, I want to say about uh, Gadecki and Worfs, who I thought were incredible against Young and Bosa. Um, I don't think Bosa really got a sniff, and he was up against Gadecki on uh, on that on his left. The Gadecki's right on the right hand side, and um, we know what Tristan Wirfs is like, especially that transition he's done from uh, right tackle to left tackle, which has been seamless. Um, I thought those two were extraordinary, and to keep those uh, young and um, Bosa quiet is is you know no easy task. Um, they were brilliant, those two. So yeah. it's Gidecki, just Gidecki had a flag for holding later in the game. But when you looked at the replay, you're like, I'm pretty glad he held, because otherwise Baker mm. was going to get destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> Take the flag and live to fight another day. Actually, yeah. talking about Baker, we haven't said much about Baker Mayfield yet, have we? Uh, Wayne, kind of, you know, I, I personally, I'm still really impressed with Baker. I'm rooting for him. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm exactly the same. I, I think, where would this team be if we didn't have, have Baker there? He's He's very, very good at avoiding the sack. Um, he's got the guts, he goes for it. Um, and if he sees a, a running lane, he will run. Um, you know, Tom Brady was, is the goat, but he wasn't exactly mobile. It's nice to have a, 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 a quarterback that will run and also doesn't, 
he's not afraid to fight for the extra couple of yards to get first down. Um, yet, yeah, I suppose despite this, the, the the negative people will all say, "Oh, it's Baker's fault. If we lost, and you know, let's get rid of him and put Trask in." But well, that's interesting. I mean, at the end of the beginning of the year, I think most of us had the uh, most of us. I'll say most of us. I will admit, I had that bye week penciled in. I thought that if, if we're going to make a change at quarterback, yeah. it was going to be the bye week. But actually. I think that the Trask talk, which is certainly an underused phrase, um, uh, hasn't really been very vocal of late. So I think, you know, the Bucks have got lots of problems. Baker Mayfield ain't one of them, I think. Or, no, I agree. So it's a paraphrase. Cool. Okay. Well, I think we've probably called it there, but on the, on the offense. But I do want to talk about special teams. Because special teams was, aside from some stupid short kicks, I think the highlight phase of the game. Alex, what do you reckon? Yeah, I, I, I was happy with special teams this time. I really was. Um, Tompkins, uh, Tompkins had some uh, great returns. Um, mm. he, um, it, there was one where, oh, he took it away back, didn't he? I can't remember exactly, but I just remember that. Yeah, yeah, one, one return, two, 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 two punt was returns, it? Was it? one of which was 51 yards, That's three kick yeah. returns for an 18-yard average, which is still very respectable. Yeah. Mm. And there was and there was one where I think he took it, I think it was or something like on the three or four yard line and got us back to about twenty two, twenty three yards. Oh, so, yeah. um, you know, which is which is a nice little return there, especially when um, you think you know if it goes into touch, you you end back you end up yeah. back around twenty five yards anyway. You yeah, know, twenty twenty five yeah. yards anyway. So to get us back to that position, so um, I thought the return game was uh, was really good this time. I was impressed. Mm. And we've been asking Tompkins, haven't we, Wayne, to break one for some time. It felt like yeah. that, that gave a bit of spark to the team, I thought. It did. He got me off the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was really nice to see because for so many years now, we've got the ball and we've just run straight out the middle and straight into a, a, a line of the opposition players. Um, it was really nice to actually see us break, break a couple back, break a couple for some decent yards. Yardage. I almost thought we were going to get our second punt return for a touchdown there um, at one point. Oh, it was yeah. They beat the punter and they just just ran out of pace a little bit. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, we'll call okay. it there. We'll, we'll we'll live and learn to fight another day. We still love our bucks. Um, okay. Interestingly, about 649ers fans also seem to love our bucks. Thank you to the crazy bunch of you that all watched our podcast last week. It's as close as I think we've ever come to going viral. So uh, long may that continue. Come along for the ride. Keep watching. More the merrier. Um, and we'll see how that goes. Hopefully there's some crazy Colts fans out there and uh, we'll get them glued to next week's podcast. So uh, Wayne, Alex, Mariana, thank you very much. Thank you not only to all the crazy 49ers fans, but to the crazy Bucks fans as well. Uh, you're all part of the big family and we love you all. And uh, we'll see you next time. But until then, go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks.